Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Welcome to the episode um, as part of the King's Ministry podcast series. This episode, we're going to focus on interviewing the two people that I consider one of our nearest and dearest kings at the King's Ministry. Dr. Quentin Florence, who I've known for a couple of years now. Mr. Jeff Turner, who I've known for probably a couple of decades now. <laughs> These two kings really, really do walk the, the talk. I mean, they, they really are a model of what a king needs to look like. So I'm going to be asking them a series of questions. So I would start by attempting to answer those questions myself. The first one is, how has been your time at Victory? Or how long have you been at Victory? In my case, my wife and I, at the time, our two young daughters joined Victory about 20 years ago. My story is I'm a double immigrant. I immigrated from Nigeria, where I was born and raised, to the United Kingdom and lived in the United Kingdom for 10 years. And then been in Atlanta now 20 years, going on 20 years. So I always say I came from a church in the UK called Kensington Temple, which is in Notting Hill Gate. We found a church like Kensington Temple in Norcross, Georgia, called Victory. My wife and I were driving on I-85, and we saw this billboard, probably the only billboard that Pastor Dennis and his wife ever did. And we looked at the picture or the, the photo, and we said, this must be a diverse church. And the reason why it really resonated with us was that we came from a church with 100 plus nationalities, this Kensington Temple, which is part of the Elim Church in the UK. We walked into Victory on a Sunday and we just knew we fell at home. So fast forward almost 20 years, Victory has really, really allowed me personally to discover my calling in not only in the marketplace, but also in the business world, which leads me to the second question. What is your business slash marketplace assignment slash calling. In my case, I believe it's the gift of mentoring, you know, being able to take people from who are less privileged or just don't have as much opportunities that I've had, I've been blessed with and just giving them opportunities. And so one of my proudest moments that I probably feel prouder than that, you know, hundreds of people I've been able to mentor in, in the past, you know, 30 plus years is actually incubating publishing company for my uh, our daughter last year called Lambo Publishing. Um, so, and this whole experience started with me publishing my first book about two years ago and publishing the second book last year and also inspiring oldest daughter who is in her mid-20s to publish her own first book. And she's now working on her second book. And the reason why I bring this all up is this wouldn't have been possible without the King's ministry. Victory made it possible and the King's ministry pretty much sealed the deal. So I would love for my esteemed um, panelists to be able to provide, you know, those types of examples of the impact, because we're really big on impact, right? That the King's ministry and Victory World Church, Victory Church as a whole has made on not only the core pillars, you know, that um, Toxie eloquently described to us in the previous episode. 
So on that note, I'm going to turn it to my panelists. I'll start with you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Jeff, how long have you been at Victory? Been at Victory for about 23, going on 24 years. Yeah. Wow. Three years more than me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it doesn't feel that long. It doesn't. It goes very fast. It does go very fast. I can testify to that. Dr. Quentin Florence, I like to (laughs) refer to Quentin as Q. Q. Uh, Yep. (laughs) How long have you been at Victory? Yeah, so I actually had to look that up this morning. I've been at Victory for eight, almost nine years. Cannot believe it. It's, It's going really quickly. Wow. And I'm sure it's gone. It, it probably doesn't feel like eight or nine Not years. at all. Not at all. I couldn't believe it when I looked it up. So Awesome. All right. And the next question is, what is your, you know, as Toxie has described, you know, he uses the word your assignment, you know, your calling mm-hmm. or your vision or your mission. What would you say, Jeff, is your marketplace assignment? I know just to kind of... Um, set the tone, you know, for Jeff to respond to that question. So Jeff and I actually happen to be in the same industry, the cybersecurity. Uh, we both have decades of experience in that industry. So every now and then we'll talk and we'll compare notes. And Jeff is very highly respected in the industry. I have to say that I've had people talk about Jeff, you know, in, in different places that, you know, we have mutual friends and it's always with a lot of respect and just a really, really good humble servant. So Jeff, I would say, what would be that one assignment, uh, maybe the top assignment that you believe that the Lord has given you in the marketplace? I think the the one assignment that, that comes to mind is really being an influencer in the marketplace with a Christ-like attitude. A lot of times you're in the marketplace, you're you know slaying dragons, that type of thing. But there's there's no Christ behind it. And from my perspective, at least through through my career, I've always been in those situations where God has just pushed me forward in a, in a way where if there's a there's a situation where there's chaos, he'll put me in that that situation to to bring peace. And it's in that that piece that doors open up for people to to ask those those questions that um, you typically wouldn't hear in a in a business environment. And so now part of that also is being able to have the use those gifts and call uh, calling that God has given you to to solve the problem to to remove the the chaos. And, and that's the, the beauty of it, because a lot of times I didn't recognize early on that I was gifted at that. I just thought I was just being diligent in my work. But in conversations with people as a result, they would say, well, you, you, you know, you're handling that situation with such humility, but also from the, the aspect of being able to value people even the ones that people don't like <laughs> and being able to, to really bring that the peace and the, and the solution to the, to the chaos is, is very satisfying. Wow. And I, I, I imagine that can only come from 
being a disciple, mm, <laughs> absolutely right. Mm. Being being calm in the middle of a storm, yeah. and we do we do we are in a very stormy industry. Yes. Cyber security. <laughs> um, you just Indeed. never know what you're going to yeah. get. You know, mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. Wow, wow. that's awesome. That's I can nice. really really relate to that. Awesome. So bringing calmness, grace. If I was to summarize, mm-hmm. in the midst of so much chaos. Yeah. And value, valuing people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm. Q. Yes, sir. Same question goes to you. In your case specifically, you were called from the marketplace mm-hmm. to being a business owner. So now yep. that's kind of your your platform, yeah. right? So what, what would you say is that one assignment you have as a business owner? Yeah, in true um, Quentin fashion, I'm going to give you two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in the marketplace with our investment firm, so we, we have an investment firm, I am called or we are called, uh, we like to say, the Lord has provided solutions to some of the world's biggest problems. And he's called us to be connections with those solutions and investors or people that will help furthering those solutions. And so that's what my firm does. We connect people. We connect people to funds. We connect people to resources they need, whether they be people or actually tangible resources. And the Lord told me a long time ago when I when I was in grad school that he may have called me to get a doctorate, but I'm not a Nobel Prize winner. I am going to use my knowledge for his work and for his his kingdom. And so I know that I'm called to help these solutions get to the market so that it can actually help people. So that's the that's the first thing he called me to. The second thing he, he called me to is within the marketplace, my job is to be an example of his goodness and glory. That's what I'm supposed to walk in every day. I'm not called to preach. I'm not called to tell anyone what to do. But my life, if I'm going to call myself a follower of Christ, I have to do my best. And I fail many times, but I have to do my best to exhibit the traits that the Lord does. And so for me, you know, that that's my calling. I work in an industry that is very competitive, extremely cutthroat, extremely alpha (laughs) dominated. And, you know, having to show grace and patience and kindness (laughs) and, you know, goodness can be very tough. But I have countless examples of people that have come to me later and said, wow, during that meeting, when that investor got so intense, you were calm. How did you do that? And that's my opening to tell them about my relationship with Jesus. So just exhibiting that, that uh, God's goodness and grace to just those that are around you. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. So it sounds like everything you're doing as a business owner is in line with vision for Kings, which is mm-hmm. to equip and elevate folks, yeah. right? To yeah. make a greater kingdom impact. I'm sorry. Sounds like everything you're doing in the, in the, as a business owner is in alignment, complete alignment with our King's ministry vision, which is to equip and elevate folks to make a greater kingdom impact. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Wow. exactly. Wow. I had to try and remember that vision <laughs> statement that we, yeah. we, we tend to repeat it many times. That's awesome. All right. So I'll move on to my third question and I'll start with you, Jeff. Sure. How have you applied the core pillars of a King to your journey? In, in the marketplace. So we, we have Toxie in the earlier episode talked about the four pillars. And I'll just remind you, your assignment, your family, being accountable, having ethics, and also understanding your role as a steward. 
So stewardship. So how have you applied that to your journey as a king? Yeah, I, th- I think the first answer to, to the question on the assignment is really embracing the assignment. For me, I didn't realize it until God really just told me, yes, this is what I want you to do. Not only have I gifted you to do this, I'm instructing you to do this. And so for me, I'm not, I'm not the type of person to, to, to necessarily be in the, the front, <laughs> but there are situations where God commands us to do that. At least that's been my experience with me. He's commanded me to, in situations to um, be that, that front person, to be able to, to guide and, and to lead and to, in some ways, uh, from a staff perspective, be able to shepherd because, yeah, they may be the, they may not step into a church, but they're very good at reading you as a person. And they can identify very quickly if you're genuine or, or, or not. So that, from an assignment perspective, definitely being able to, to um, embrace that. The, the second one, as far as the, oh, the family. Yeah, so the family aspect of it is, is very interesting, but it's also challenging and rewarding. The reason for that is because from a family perspective, no one knows you better than your family, right? And they can be your greatest cheerleaders. They could be your greatest critics. And everyone likes the cheerleader part, but no one likes the critic part. And, you know, thank God for for my wife and and my kids, because they honestly make me look better. (laughs) And but they're not afraid to provide criticism. And when I mean criticism, not from a derogatory perspective, but just from a as a family unit, being able to be open enough to say, hey, you know, what did you mean when you said this? Or I noticed that you were treating mom this way, or you said this to, to mom. Or from uh, a wife perspective, you know, I, I think you could have, if she says, my wife Tracy, she'll, she may say, you handled that very well, that situation very well. But I think what you want to make sure is that maybe you come across softer when you're explaining that, you know, a situation. Or maybe you don't buck your eyes because from a communication perspective, a lot of the communication is nonverbal. And, and from a husband perspective, it's, it's definitely challenging because, you know, you could you could be slaying it in the, the, the marketplace. Then you come home, you know, you still got to lead your family, good or bad. And so I think that's really where the, the challenge comes from. But in the, the rewarding part of it is where you see God bless what you've watered and the the output of that and for me that's that's great but it's also humbling because you know that you could not have done that in your own strength awesome being accountable so yes uh, from an accountability perspective the higher you go the more accountability you need and i remember you know pastor dennis uh, saying that and that struck me a chord it's like okay yeah you you're you're doing what i've i've told you to do but who are you accountable to? And in each area of, of our life, I have people that are accountable to me in business. I mean, such as you, Ty. <laughs> I mean, you, and from a financial perspective, from a family perspective, in each area of my life, there's people that they can ask any question, whether it you know, be financial, marriage, ethics, 
they can ask those those questions. I know some people, some some uh, adults don't like having that accountability. They like being able to to be the one to make the decision and then change the decision so that it it suits them. And that's not that's not God's way. And the Bible doesn't show that if you're going to be a, a Christ-like leader uh, in the marketplace, you're going to exhibit the same traits at home as you would in the in the marketplace. And so from an ethical perspective, that to me is something where there are many opportunities in the marketplace for us as kings to really kind of sideline some some areas where I guess some people call them gray areas. But for for God, there's no gray area. <laughs> and and this is where the, the intimacy part comes from for God, because, yes, you could be you can make the decision um, and it'd be totally ethical, totally legal, but not OK with God, because God's standard is, is higher than man's standard. And at the end of the day, we're going to be accountable to God for our actions, not man. And so from an ethical perspective in the, in the marketplace, whether you're you're leading people, you have a budget that you're responsible for, you are a steward of what you've been given. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I hear that I have handled my stewardship with excellence and as unto God. Awesome. You want to hear that? Well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, ultimately that's what it boils down to. Very well said, Jeff. Q. Wow, Um, (laughs) I don't know how to follow that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So as as far as the five pillars are concerned, you know, if if I look at them all, they all have impacted my journey. So beginning with my assignment, you know, I was in an I was working in a lab managing it, had a team working under me, as, as Ty said earlier, I was in the marketplace. I was a marketplace leader. And I, I still remember it like it's uh, yesterday, but I, I had an encounter with the Lord where he called me out of the marketplace, literally told me to go quit my job the next day. And <laughs> I cried because that's scary. That's provision for my household. That is, that's, that's all I knew. I went to school for 10 years to get a doctorate and this, I had the job that I was trained to do. I had all the skills and I was doing really well and achieving everything that I believed I was called quote unquote to achieve. A lot of money to nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. You know, a lot of money protection, you know, insurance for your family, just everything. And, you know, to give you a, you guys a, a little taste of it, I had to go into the second one, which is your family. Mm. Because the day I got that message from the Lord, I first of all, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what to do. So the first person I took it to was my wife. And I said, there is no way, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to walk into this house and my wife is going to tell me it's okay to quit my job. <laughs> like, I, I was like, God, that's the end of it. Thank you. That's good. I'm not going to do this unless my wife says, you know, hey, I think that's exactly what you should do. And I walked in the house, guys, and I, I told, every, told my wife, I was like, yeah, the Lord's asking me to quit my job. Like, tomorrow. 
And my wife, clear as day, as calm as I've ever seen her and her in our marriage goes, that's exactly what I think you should do. Thank God for godly spouses. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) I am telling you. And so for this entrepreneur journey that I've been on, my family, my wife and my daughter, my parents, my wife's parents, they... it's been critical having them because, you know, most people see a business owner and they see the successful examples. They think you're an overnight success. They think you, you just all of a sudden are making, you know, millions and millions of dollars, but they don't understand, you know, the 3 a.m. calls, the, you know, getting up at 5 a.m., working till midnight sometimes, the missing events uh, with your kids, the, the different sacrifices that have to be made. So if your family is not with you on that journey, you know, there's no way to be a king, to truly be doing business God's way, right? If they are not with you, then you can't do it. So for us in our house and within my, um, my partnership, we make sure our families are in alignment. So I, without that pillar, I, I definitely would not have, have done what I'm doing today. And then accountability, that goes back to you know, something I said in the first podcast where the Lord took the people that I was surrounded with and totally changed them. And one of the greatest things he did for me was he gave me an accountability partner named Joe Valentino. And you guys haven't heard of Joe. Joe is a missionary in the Philippines. And when you, as a business owner, go and complain to someone who's a missionary in the Philippines about hundreds of thousands of dollars, I always tell Joe, man, I think you're going to hang the phone up in my face because, you know, he He's dealing with real problems. The problems I deal with, as we, we always say when we pray, yeah, they're, they're issues, but we're okay. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're not uh, many things. But having someone like that who is objective, who I can go to about if I'm having a struggle with sexual purity, because... That can be an issue. If I'm having a struggle with finances at my house, if I'm having a a struggle with my thoughts, just everything, having someone who is serving God and is truly seeing people battle hunger, battle sexual abuse, battle violence, his perspective, I value it so much. And I would have never met him and never come in contact with him if I wasn't open to accountability. And, you know, I have countless others who are in my field who are, who have told me how they've made it and the, and uh, the different ways. So without, without that accountability, I, I definitely wouldn't be here. And that accountability really leads into the ethics portion for me. So in my industry, it's all about multiplying money. That's, that's, my job every day to take investors money, put it in opportunities and multiply it. Now you can do that a good way or you can do that a bad way. And as Jeff said, I I think it's, it's so good. I deal with gray areas on a weekly basis and I always walk in and say, no, there is no gray area. There's only black and white. There's a, you know, if you do this, it will have a negative impact. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and do it the right way. And whenever I'm feeling that I'm leaning towards a gray area or I don't know, this is why my partners are so valuable. And I'm partnered with men of God who hold me accountable. And we don't make a decision until all three of us agree. Because if all three of us don't agree, then we, we don't need to do it. So, you know, I, I strongly suggest whatever you're doing, have people around you have a relationship with God to where you can uphold those ethics and uphold those standards because we're human. We're people and we fall short. But if we work together and we're up under God, we will not fall short. And then lastly, as, as far as being stewards, I feel that I'm, I'm a steward of my calling. God has 
placed me around some great people. And I hope that one day when I make it to heaven, God can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You serve those around you well. You know, I'd love to um, make a ton of money and, and do everything. But in the field that I'm in, and, you know, I, I tell people all the time, pray for people that are wealthy. Pray for people that are really successful because it is hard for them to have a relationship with the Lord. It is very, very difficult. And so, you know, I want to steward those relationships so well and I want to connect with them so that, you know, they understand that God loves them. And so stewardship is, is, is just vital to me. So that's, that's how the pillars work in, in, in my life. And it's really a, a daily thing that I have to re-examine over and over. So Awesome. Kings, thank you so much for sharing this huge nuggets <laughs> with us. And really, really thank you. And I really would like to, I hope, um, the audience would continue listening to the episode as part of your one step and we look forward to being able to engage with you as the king's ministry thank you thank you thank you